What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? Man, I actually had a story for you guys, but I'm going to save that for tomorrow because I just saw this on my okay. Instagram and I was like, okay. what? Toys R Us is back. What? Exactly. Right? That's exactly. Cl- we were just talking about Torrance. The kids playing um, in the Little League World Series for California are from Torrance. Uh, the last Toys R Us I ever went to was in Torrance on Hawthorne, um, right across from the Delamo Mall. And I went there before it closed just to see if there was anything cool I could pick up for my kids. So that was like a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Wow. I th- so, but I thought that during COVID, I, it was during COVID, wasn't it? When Toys R Us went BK, no, didn't it? No, it was before COVID. Was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they are doing a new partnership with Macy's. So they're going to open their shop inside Macy's, inside the Macy's department stores next year. They're going to open about 400 locations. I was like, wow. wow. Yeah. That I did not know. I know. So, so Toys R Us inside of a department store inside of a Macy's. Well, I mean, Macy's is a department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just shocked because I never look. Toys R Us was. So the Toys R Us, to Scott's point, is going to be in the Macy's. Yeah, it's going to be inside. Oh, you so know- it's like a subdivision of Macy's. Right. So you it. know how like Sephora is inside J.C. Penney's? It's no, like I didn't no, know. not really. Actually, I no, no okay. idea. <laughs> Sorry. I thought Sephora yeah. was a standalone makeup. Store. Yeah, I yeah. thought so too. To be it honest, it is, with you. but they yeah. are also inside the J.C. Penney's oh, department store. I didn't even know there still was J.C. Penney's. Wow. Yeah. Well, side note, but yeah, me neither. Actually, that's a great point. Okay, two of what you guys, three what you guys need to know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how it's going to be. So inside the Macy's department store is going to be Toys R Us. They're, they're planning on opening 400 uh, stores inside the Macy's around the country wow. next year. Really? And is Jeffrey the giraffe still the guy? I believe so, yeah. Jeffrey the giraffe. <laughs> Remember him? Yo, that was like my... I did not, you know, think I love my parents, but we didn't grow up like really going to splurge on toys. But I remember my mom would be like, vamos a ir a Toys R Us y puedes agarrar one, un toy. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, and it was like a little playground of what were we going to get at Toys R Us. So for me, I kind of love this idea because I can take my goddaughter who's five years old. And be like, yo, you got, well, maybe not one toy, but, you know, you can go in and, and shop. You can get a uh, some, some. You yeah. know, some, some, because right now she goes to Disney, and I'm like, okay, girl, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys yeah. remember Toys R Us? There was a theme song. It went something like this. It was like, I don't want to grow up. Yeah. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I don't remember anything else beyond that. Blah, blah, There's a million that toys and Toys R Us that I could play with. There from bikes to trains to video games. There's a million. Of toys mm-hmm. I, I don't want to grow up, but if I did, I wouldn't want to be a Toys R Us kid. Nice job. I mean, I knew day. almost all of the words. But I honestly nice was like bobbing my head like. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I really was. <laughs> Took me back. Sedano. Took me back. Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. That's so weird to me because I think of Macy's as being like a what I would think of as a high-end department store. You know, I, I don't know if it is or it isn't. Like, I don't go shopping ever anywhere. I mean, I guess maybe Nordstrom's is considered a I high-end think it's, department it's store. used to be considered. Is that right? Yeah, now really? it's not. At least not really? for me. Not trying to sound all bougie, but I don't know. Well, but, yeah. but, like, we didn't know JCPenney was still a thing. It, let me ask everybody, is Sears still a thing? No, I don't think so. No, they just went out of business recently. Really? Gosh, when I was a kid, man, the Sears catalog. Anybody remember this? I mean, this is like back in the day yeah. when there were things called phone books. There were the white pages and the yellow pages, and there was the Sears catalog, and you'd buy stuff from the Sears catalog. That's how we did it back in the day. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, you know, I'm too young for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're not, yeah. you're not on Facebook. 
No. Yeah. So that is what you need to know. Three what you need to knows, right? Because right. we found that Sephora is also in JCPenney. And JCPenney uh, And that JCPenney actually is around. So there's and that. And yours isn't. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, that is what you need to know brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. I want to address something really quick. I normally don't address the Twitter people, but since Chris already did it earlier today. Um, and I'm not trying to like single this person out like in a mean way. Uh, I'm just trying to you know explain something. So we have a, a listener who we appreciate him listening. His name is Ara. And uh, he, he said, can you make it any more obvious you dislike your broadcast partner, Scott, on the air? I mean, at least make it a little less obvious. And, and I did respond to him. And I said, you realize I've known him for 20 years, right? And I bust Greg's coconuts, is what I wrote here, uh, all the time, too, who I've known for 15 years. It's really not that serious. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, maybe it's because, I, and look, maybe you're, you're not new to, you're new to talk radio or you just don't, or maybe that's just not the style of talk radio you've listened to. But I feel like the best talk radio is when you're busting on each other all the time. Like, I don't think that that's like, like, that's kind of how I grew up in this business. Like, maybe it wasn't native to L.A., but I've, I've done radio in a lot of different places. I've done it here, and it's worked here for me. Like, I've busted people's balls, but they, he says – or coconuts, sorry. Um, but he says I, I bust Greg's coconuts easier than I do yours. I would say I'm way harder on Greg than I have ever been on Scott. Much what? harder. Come on yeah. now. You know, George, let's just take a breath here for a second. Actually, I'm glad you're, you're bringing this up. I didn't see the guy's tweet, but here's the thing. Um, so look, I was saying this uh, on the 17th, which was, what's today's date? I think it's today the 18th or 19th. I don't 19th. remember. Uh, so two days ago, George, you were still away. And two days ago was my one-year anniversary at 710. Mm-hmm. One year. And I started at 710 with a 10-day contract doing the midday show uh, as, as the lineups When were Will starting- Kane was gone, yes. Correct. When, when the lineups were starting to change, Amanda Brown, who is a great program director, who I was just very lucky because Amanda used to drive from Orange County to Los Angeles, and she used to listen to me when I was broadcasting from San Diego to L.A. So that's how I've known Amanda for all these years. Then um, I, I get on to 710 for 10 days, and she asks me if I would do the night show, which I did uh, for probably a few months before they said, hey, why don't we get you guys to join, to join George and LZ? Um, and then LZ obviously decided that he was going in a different direction. But the point is, is this. George and I, how long do you think we go back, George? I mean, it's got to be. 1999. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it's, so we're talking like 20 plus years. And the funniest part of it is, is in all of these years, George was always, always a regular guest on any show that I was doing because he was my NBA expert because I really wasn't covering the NBA. I was just a pure NFL guy. Um, and now here we find ourselves working together. And how long have we been together on the air? Like maybe three, four, five months? And then, yeah. you know, and then LZ decided to take off. And so now it's been a little bit of time, but, you know, you're kind of in and out as the summer vacation is going on. So, look, I'll just say this to everybody, and I, I just know this as a fact. Trust me when I tell you. Trust me when I tell you. One year from now, everything will be completely different, you know? No, I'm still going to bust your ball. Yeah, no, no, that part of it's fine. That part yeah. of it's fine. But I'll yeah. tell you this, and I've heard, you know, my, my longtime friend and colleague Jim Rome used to say this on the radio all the time. You know, when I come on to a new radio station, if you give me two weeks, you'll never leave. I believe in the exact same theory. Give me two weeks. Give me four weeks. Give me six weeks. I promise you, you will not leave. Okay? It, it, it's just a natural order of the way radio works. It's a very intimate medium, and, and it takes time. But consistency 
is the key. I'll be here every freaking day, dude. That well, I, can tell I, I also think it's funny that he thinks I'm harder on you than Greg, which I feel like is ridiculous. It's no com- offense. It is completely ridiculous. You are you are hardest <laughs> on me and over no everybody question. at the I station. I mean, we've admitted it. Like, I'm easiest <laughs> right. on Laura. There's no doubt about that. Um, and then I'm hardest on Greg. And with you, I just, you know, I like to poke you around a little bit. Yeah, listen, I know people have been, been tweeting me. They're like, you know, Sedano, Sedano won't let you finish a story, Cam. I'm like, listen to me. Trust me. We're, we're getting it going here, man. You know, and, and we got a lot of, of moving parts. I mean, George, you're getting ready tomorrow to go on like a two-week vacation, dude. Yeah. I'm, are you actually going to vacation? Are you going to work like, is, is there going to no, be summer league? No, no, two? I'm on like a, a staycation. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going anywhere. I've just spent six days in Vegas. I don't need to go anywhere else. Yeah. You, you know what it is, Cap? I'm going to tell oh. you what it is, okay? Oh. And whoever tweeted that. Sedano is like your little brother. Okay, and your little brother's always gonna try to annoy you and try to poke at you. That's what Latinos do. Yeah. That is exactly <laughs> what Latinos do. That yeah. it's not people need to understand that when we're on radio, like we're ourselves and we're an extension of ourselves and we love to have fun. We have fun, you guys listen and you guys have fun. And that's that's kind of how it works. You know, what we're like an extended thing? family and we're friends and we're the friends that you're like, Oh my god, you just ragged on him or like, Oh my god, he really said that. Latinos, that's how we are. And yep. I'm you know, that's just my my take on that. I, I also think ask, it's but. just like you don't like <laughs> Like the this whole medium has been about busting on each other. Like it's it's. I actually think it's funny. Like you know what I mean. Like I, I don't know. Whatever. The other part of it is is I. I'll tell you one thing. This and again, this is kind of the interesting part about the last year and a half, two years of of this industry in general. Is remember everybody's in a separate place. In a normal time, we're all sitting in the same studio. We're all seeing each other. You know, there's a visual component to what we do. There's reading somebody's eyes, face, body language, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, everybody's in separate locations. This is uh, this has been a very interesting couple of years in this business. So, look, I'm glad everybody's out there listening. Um, some of some of you guys, everything we're doing is just like purely resonating, and some of you guys think that you got it all figured out and that there's a whole bunch of infighting and stuff. It's, listen, I'm just having a great time. Look, you, uh, George, you, I've told you look, this before. You, I wanted to you, be on this radio station for the last 15 years. I focused on this radio station. One time, I came up. I did a full presentation of the program director. He called me back. He said, you know what, man? He goes, I don't really think that, that, that this is for you. And within two weeks, he was fired. Then the next program director came in, and I was like, I, I talked to him, and he, and he actually told me, he goes, you know what, Kaplan? You're not really ESPN material. Legitimately, no joke. Two weeks later, that guy was fired. So I've been focused on 710 because I've been on the radio in Southern California for over 20 years. I focused on this radio station. Finally here. I ain't going anywhere, pal. So here's what I would also say is just like, like we bust on you because for funny things, like you, you, you ramble sometimes, which is funny. And it's part of your, it's part of the charm. It's why we love you. It's you randomly, like we, we talked about this even when LZ was here, how you sometimes like, we'll be talking about something and you like literally take 17 tangents um, from where you originally started from. Like when we were talking about like, you were talking about the animated adult TV shows, and you somehow got to Kobe um, from there. And it was just funny. He's like, wait a second. How the hell did you do that? And then you walked it back and explained it to us. And in your head, it made sense. For the rest of us, it didn't. And that's why we played the Debbie Downer thing, because it's funny. Like, it's 
funny. Like, we're supposed to make fun of each other. This isn't to be so serious. We're here to be an escape. We're here to make you laugh. We're here to, under, to like, make say the stuff that you wish you could say to your friends and family or whatever. Like, that's what this is about. And if you don't get that, then you just don't get the show. And that's fine. You don't have to get the show. Like, I'm not here for you. I'm here to enjoy myself every day, okay? In one way, shape, or form. And if you enjoy it with us, gosh darn it, then welcome aboard every day. Because you are going to love every second of this show. And if it's not for you, it's cool. It's kind of like the topic we were talking about with TV shows. Breaking Bad. I watched three episodes. It was slow as hell. I fell asleep in the first one. I tried to watch two more. It wasn't for me. I missed a great show. My wife watched the show. But not for me. There are great shows that may not be for you. This may be one of them. End of story. I loved earlier in today's show. I'll just make this one quickly. But I loved earlier in today's show where Chris Morales calls me out for being a re-gifter, right? But not only a re-gifter, but trying to hide the fact that I'm a re-gifter. And I come flying right back going, no, I 1,000% said on the air and you that were. I'm re-gifting. You were. And Laura hysterically goes into the podcast finds it, breaks it out, and I got receipts, yo. Got receipts, Chris Morales. I'm a re-gifter, and I'm a proud re-gifter. Shout out to Starfish and Coffee, because I know you're a re-gifter, too, because you just hit me up on Twitter. I can feel you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Re-gifting isn't bad. Just got to give it to the right person. And admit you it. When, you should admit it when you when you need to. Um, so Ara tweeted me back, dude, I've been listening to talk radio for over 20 years and I'm about busting balls. I was pretty much doing the same thing there. You fell right into it, hook, line, and sinker. And I just wrote to him, or you just gave me a chance to get through a segment on my last day of work before vacation. Thanks. <laughs> Boom! How about that? I just inceptioned you there, Ara. <laughs> now what? <laughs> hey, you're going on long vacation tomorrow. Uh... I'm pretty excited because uh, tomorrow we're going to wind up talking a lot of Rams football because DeMarco is going to be here tomorrow, and I plan on just digging into him about every position, position competitions, uh, his analysis, what he's seen during training camp. So if you're a Rams fan, DeMarco yeah. will be in tomorrow for George, and we're going to have a great time. Well, you talk a lot of football tomorrow. Don't just talk Rams. Talk, but I mean, obviously you're going to talk Rams, but talk a lot of football with DeMarco. I mean, the dude won a Super Bowl, for God's sake. Don't tell me what to do, George. Stop. Don't bust my balls, George. Don't tell me what to do, man. I mean, I can still program the show from far away. Like, you know, don't make me listen to the show now. Um, so anyway, I didn't get to why LeBron's all pissed off at the media. We'll talk about that. Uh, then we got everyone's favorite segment, the most popular segment on the show, Big Deal or No Deal, each and every day at 6.30. And I still haven't gotten to my damn Vegas story, which I'll do. I'm going to do that first. I'm going to get to my Vegas story. I'm going to get to why LeBron's pissed off. And then we'll do Big Deal or No Deal and Ted Lasso in the last segment at 6.45. All that coming up. Stick around. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, uh, yeah. Happy birthday, Nate Dog. How old today? 
Uh oh. All right, let's look that I'm up. I'm like, my bad. Lori wasn't ready for the follow up. I was not ready for the follow up. <laughs> Rest in peace, though. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. He would have been 1969. So, what does that 52. be? Caps 52. like 52. Yep. Yeah. 52. So young. I know. This was man. a great song. I mean, it still is a great song, but really, it's a great yeah. song. Every song that Nate Dogg had a hook on was fantastic. Incredible. Yes. Every one. Incredible. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. Long Beach is on. Ah, man. Nathaniel Dwayne Hale was his real name. Yo, I don't so. want to turn the song off. No lie. <laughs> know, no, it's right? a great song, dude. It really is. It's a great song for sure. I wonder if it translates on AM radio, though. If you listen on the app, you hear it in stereo. So that's cool. Um, real quick. Uh, we were talking a lot. We've talked a lot about TV today. It, you know, I was thinking, like, should I watch Malice at the Palace, right? The Netflix documentary. Yeah. I'll probably watch that here I in the next couple that. days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can remember vividly, like, watching that unfold and being like, holy moly. Um, and I've had conversations with, like, Steven Jackson and Jermaine O'Neal about it in the past. But I'm curious to see uh, how, like, that documentary is. I've heard it's great, so I want to watch it. But speaking of documentaries on Netflix, if you like the documentary Cocaine Cowboys, there is a series, a docu-series uh, called Cocaine Cowboys, The Kings of Miami, which is really good. Um, it's got like a 91% like on uh, on Google or whatever, and like it, it's getting a lot of buzz right now. It's from my guy, Billy Corbin, who created those documentaries. Um, but it's like a different, it's like a, a an offshoot of, of, those, uh, of those documentaries, but it's like more of a series as opposed to just one sit down. And I've heard it's fantastic. So you should uh, give that a watch too. All right, real quick. So LeBron... Is all furious and he's upset. He's upset because there was like some straw poll done with like, I don't know, 15 executives, 10 executives or whatever on ESPN. And they were asking who the best player on the planet is. And the votes were split between Durant and Giannis and LeBron didn't get a vote. And he said basically that you're gassing him up or that you're fueling him, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, thanks for the fuel, whatever. Not that he needed it, yada, yada. Hashtag Washed King. Now, again, I've said in the past, ain't nobody calling him Washed King. Like, let's stop that. I know that he's trying to motivate himself, and I guess I don't blame him for it. But I, I still think he's the best player because he makes players around him better, Cap. Um, but, you know, as he ages, I could see more and more ex- of these executive types um, – saying that he maybe he's not the best player. But it is funny because this comes off the heels. If you remember, you and I did a show before I left to Vegas where a bunch of executives were asked, if you had one game to save your life, basically, which is the premise of Space Jam, mm-hmm. you know, who would you pick? And LeBron was the one who won that particular poll. So it is weird that, I guess, in a one-game scenario, they'd rather have him. But I guess over the course of a season, they don't believe he's the greatest player. So... I mean, and again, it may not even be the same executives, but he's clearly bothered by this. And I kind of like it because I like when LeBron is angry because angry, angry LeBron generally means good things for the teams he's on. And we saw that when the Lakers last won a championship. Well, remember when they did win in the bubble and at the end of the, you know, the, the trophy presentation, LeBron had the mic and he said at the end, something to the effect of, I want, know, my, I damn want my damn respect yeah. too. And I remember being on the receiving end of that going, who doesn't respect him? Like, like what, what does he think is disrespectful? Because I perceive LeBron James to not only be the best player, 
But every time he puts on a uniform, I perceive him to be playing for a championship. And mm -hmm. I've, I've talked to you about this before, George. You know, when, when Mike Tyson would go into the ring, even as his skills were diminishing and he was less interested, I still believed Mike Tyson was going to win. When Tiger Woods would walk onto the golf course, I still believed Tiger Woods was going to win. Um, when, when LeBron puts on a uniform and he got a bunch of other dudes on the floor with him and there's a basketball and there's a game, I still believe LeBron is competing for a title. Has he kind of come back to earth and looked a little human in the last three years? Yeah, because he's gotten hurt and he's gotten older. But whatever it is you got to do, LeBron, to get yourself fired up to want more. Because, you know, a lot of guys would be satisfied. I'm a billionaire. I've won championships. I make movies. I've got generational plus generational plus generational wealth. Uh, I'm more interested in dealing with my kids than I am dealing with the team. Right? I mean, listen, whatever it takes to get you fired up to want to go out and win, do what you got to do, man. You want to tweet about you need fuel? Good. But uh, get that new team together, finish off that roster, start practicing together, and go win another championship. Uh, Greg, how do you feel about LeBron? Like, I, I, I feel like if you're a Laker fan, you should be loving this. Oh yeah, it's great stuff. I mean, look, it's it's all about what happened in the uh, in the last dance. It's like, I need to be fueled, and this is exactly what he's doing. I'm totally fine with all of it. If he comes out and he wants to be the washed king again this year, great. You won a championship the last time you were the washed king. Let's do it. Lauda. I know you don't always love LeBron. Hater in the house. <laughs> I'm not Kaplan. Okay, so please don't. Um, <laughs> I respect the dude. I've always said that. I actually said during our show meeting that I'm like, that's very disrespectful because at the end of the day, whether you like him or not, that's so aside from his game. And his game is dope. So for me, it's like, do you, if you want to get motivated by it, that's cool. I, you know, it's just going to bring us a chip. So I'm whatever. Wow, that may be the most positive thing I've ever heard you say about LeBron. <laughs> she really did say it earlier too. I was I like, "No, nah, come on, you know, you don't really." Feel right, that she's way. not just saying it for the air. Is no, what you're I saying? Really, right. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I've told you guys again and again, and you guys call me a hater, and that's fine. Listeners do too. Whatever. A hater does not give that person props. I do. That's the difference. I've always respected his game. Aside from that, it's just like, whatever. I don't really care for him. It's not that I hate him. I don't know him. It's just, eh, whatever. But his game is dope. I'm a, I am love basketball. So I'm not going to sit here and say, ugh. No, dude, like that's dumb. If you say that about LeBron, you don't understand the game or you don't you don't love basketball this Damn girl. Oh my. I love it. Wow. I'm just saying. You that called me out yesterday though for being a Charger hater and I was uh -huh. like, um, yes. In fact, I carry a card in my wallet. I'm the president of the Charger Hater Club. Mm -hmm. And then I started to get like two or three Charger fans that were hitting me up on Twitter yesterday going, we're going to convert you back to being a Charger fan. And I'm like, no, you're not. You will not. It will not happen. It cannot happen. Um, and I hate to even tell all these guys, but the fact is I'm kind of even losing my hatred, meaning like I'm becoming indifferent, which might even be worse than having the hate. Yeah, that's look, I always say indifference is worse than hate. That's just me personally. And that's the thing with me. people always come at me about the LeBron thing. And I'm like, look, I respect him. He's a dope basketball player. Aside from that, cool. Just do what you need to do on the court because and what he does off the court is equally amazing. I just me. That's it. Me. You know, it, it, so it's, you it's, like him off the court and you like him on the court, but you don't like him. I don't know him. 
<laughs> Just to be clear, I don't know I him. understand this. You well, like him here, is, you like him there, look, but you don't no, like no, no. him. No, no, no. I don't know him. So for me, it's like when people say you're a hater, you dislike him. It's, no, you don't know him. So you I don't can't know him. Exactly. Him. You can't I, hate him. You, right? I, I don't know LeBron. It's not a personal thing. Like for me, it's just I respect the game. I love basketball. I love basketball. Like that's what that is probably my favorite sport. So mm. for me, it's how it's like saying, oh, MJ's eh. What? I almost cursed. Like, no, that's dumb. Or when you talk about any other player, like Curry, like he's an amazing player too. So it, that's my thing. I he don't revolutionize the game. I yeah. don't have to like or root for LeBron and not be able to say, yo, he's an amazing player. It's two separate things, and I've talked about that. You could be a Laker fan, not be a LeBron fan. You could be a LeBron fan and not be a Laker fan. That's that's that simple for me. All right, fair enough. Look at that. Nailed it. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thank you very much, Chris. And all right, we're going to start with you, Sedano. OnlyFans has become a very popular website during the pandemic and has not really been, let's just call it, restricted. Uh, you pay to, if Scott, if you don't know, you pay to subscribe to a person in their pictures or in videos, essentially. But Bloomberg reported today that OnlyFans will prohibit users from posting any sexually explicit conduct, citing mounting pressure from banking partners and payment providers. Is this, George Sedano, a big deal or no deal? It's hard. Oh, man, there'll be a lot of people going out of business in OnlyFans. Because, uh, let's face it, okay? I don't subscribe to anyone, but I, I, I can see the teasers that are out there when people tease their OnlyFans. And I see a lot of scantily clad stuff and a lot of sexually explicit stuff. Uh, on those teasers that they put on Instagram and social media. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be bad business for a bunch of people. So this is a big deal. It's hard out here being a pimp. It is. You know it is. I would say it's a big deal because it would occur to me that what's the business if that's not what you're doing? I mean, I think isn't that the differentiator between what these guys do? Which, by the way, I've never been on their site. I don't really know much about it. I just know what I hear. Um, but... I thought that's what it was all about. And so if you're going to if you're telling me that their banking partners are saying, "Hey, we don't like all this sexually explicit content." Well, then what are they? Are they Instagram? Are they Snap? Are they are they TikTok? Are they Facebook? I mean, who are these guys if they're not what they were? Did that make any sense? I'm not sure it did. It's a lot of words, but sure. <laughs> Sure. And then I'm the mean one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was mean. It's just like, what were they? If they're not, if, if the Bears are who we thought they were, then go ahead and crown them. That makes sense? You, you really lost me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know if that could get green. Like, I don't know. Is it, it's, it's a big deal, though, right? I think so. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the Bears are who we thought they were. I don't even know how Denny Green got in this conversation, but okay. <laughs> what about OnlyFans? It's a very 
It's an interesting way to go. Bro, Greg had the line of the day. You had two days in a row, Greg. You have been on fire. Okay, like oh. I am, I swear to God, I don't give you that many compliments, no. but good Lord, the last two days, you've had the two best lines on this show. <laughs> what was yesterday? It's a lot of words, but sure, was fantastic. <laughs> and not only fantastic in the, in, in the execution, the delivery, and just the thought process. Good Lord, give that man an Emmy today. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Nice really job. appreciate that. All right, Cap. We'll go with you here. High school football in Texas is a completely different world than everywhere else. It means everything to a lot of the places out there. And so, well, Runge High, R-U-N-G-E High School in Runge, Texas. I is think making it's called Runge. Runge? Like is it Runge? Yeah, okay. Runge yeah. High in Runge, Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Runge High in Runge, Texas is yeah. making history. They have hired Daisy Garcia to officially become their head football coach. And this is the first female high school football head coach in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Is this a big deal or no deal? It is a big deal. Uh, not that I know anything about her or anything about their high school football program. But you said it. In Texas, high school football is religion. You see some of these high school football stadiums these kids play in? They're like college football stadiums. They can have 20,000, 40,000 fans at a game. It is everything to these people. So for somebody in the state of Texas to be progressive enough to think, you know what, like her, think she's qualified, let's do it. Reminds me of that movie that Goldie Hawn was in. Uh, Woody Harrelson was in it. Uh, Wesley Snipes was in it. Anybody ever see the movie called Wildcats where she is a, an inner city high school football coach? Anybody? Wildcats? Yeah. I have, yeah. All right, good movie. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I do remember the song, the theme song at the end was kind of like uh, a spoof. It was like Wildcats, and they were kind of yeah. like not like doing it with like a lot of oomph, but it was kind of like funny. There was um, a cheerleading squad, then they used to have this cheer, George. It would go like this: U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. What? What? You ugly. Yeah. And by the way, she is uh, tweeted. Daisy has tweeted that she is just the interim at the moment. Um, oh. She's not officially no, that, that has been it said in the story that she was no longer the interim. Uh, OK, well, I'm looking at her Twitter. She hasn't updated her Twitter, but OK, you know. Check her check her Facebook. <laughs> check her Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, Kaplan. There we go. There we go. All right, Sedano. The Lakers are losing Jared Dudley this next year. It seems is going to happen. Not sure really. I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, that's what all the I stories think are saying. He's going to come back. They've got a roster spot. They, yeah, they have multiple roster spots, but because of the money, it's a whole big thing. But it's basically because of the money, it would he's cost a eight, minimum player. Dude. But you would because they're at the salary. Cap, I know because he's been around like ten plus years. He, he gets more like, money than most people. Right. It'd be like eight million dollars that would be oh go into it. God, so it's just too much really? money. Yeah. So. Oh, listen. They can afford it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So anyway, not sure if he's signing anywhere else, but the locker room and fan favorite is reportedly not going to be making it back into a Lakers uniform next, this next year. So is this a big deal or no deal? Uh, I think it's a big deal. He's very important in the locker room. Um, the guys respect him. I, I always think having a vet like that is important. So I think it's a big deal. So look, here's the thing. If you really want to keep Jared Dudley around, because let me just say this. No disrespect to Jared Dudley. He just can't play anymore. He can't help any team by playing. But what he can do is he can help a team by being around. The team he can help the most is the Lakers because he's kind of like LeBron's backup quarterback. If you want to keep him, then don't put him in a uniform. Put him in a shirt, coat, and a tie and make him an assistant coach. 
I mean, that, that, that to me is like the easiest workaround here. He can't help you win as a player, but he can help your team win by being around it. Or maybe LeBron should just hire him. No deal. Okay. On to the next one. All right, Cap. We already know that Mike Richards and Mayim Bialik are going to be the hosts of Jeopardy moving forward. But before he passed away, Alex Trebek offered up a few names to replace him. But not one of them got a shot. CNN commentator Laura Coates... Kings play-by-play announcer uh, Alex Faust of the L.A. Right, he's a huge hockey guy. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was a huge hockey guy, Alex. And TCM's Ben Mankiewicz were some of the names he suggested. Is not giving Trebek's recommendations a shot a big deal or no deal? I think it's a big deal and disrespectful AF is what I would say. Yeah, I I would say no deal. Um, You know, just because you're a good player doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be a good general manager or a good coach. I, I'm with you, George. It is disrespectful. I mean, he, he definitely earned the right to at least have his his uh, ideas be respected. But I actually think just beyond this, what's the guy's name who you just mentioned who's becoming the uh, the host, who's the executive producer? What's Mike his Richards. Name? Okay, you know what, man? Like, this to me is so cheesy. Everybody thought that this guy kind of snuck his way in there. And, and for them to use Mayim Bialik as, like, the special occasion host – also just kind of comes off as cheesy to me. So, you know, listen, I don't really think it's a big deal that they didn't hire one of the people that Trebek mentioned, but I do agree with you, George. It was disrespectful. No, to not even try them out to me is the disrespectful part. You don't have to hire them, but give them a shot. All right, on to the next one. It's the last one because it was the last one I wrote. Uh, Sedona, <laughs> Mark, Mark Zuckerberg wants to take over the world, and that's pretty clear. Today he unveiled on something called Disclose.tv. This is why, by the way, I'm not on Facebook. Right. Facebook's revolutionary virtual metaverse where humans turn into comic characters and interact with each other through VR goggles. Oh, God. Is this a big deal or no deal? It is a big deal because whether you like it or not, the metaverse thing is going to be it's, – it's the next wave. It is the next big thing. It is – Facebook is pouring all the money into it because they know that's where people are going to go. Now, to you, it may be ridiculous to put on the VR goggles, um, but you know, I, I know plenty of people who uh, – and particularly young people who love it. They thrive in it. They, they, they want to create this kind of alternative reality for themselves – and and that's to me it, it look it not apples to apples not the same thing but it's why I think NFTs are going to continue to only grow and be huge because people are are living in a digital world okay and and this is only this is an evolution of that so I think it's a huge deal I think it's scary that Facebook may be the first to plant their flag there I would like for other people to plant their flag there so we can have uh, different creators of metaverses. Because if you know anything about that stuff or if you've even read a cursory amount on that stuff, I do think it's important to have a lot of different people involved in that space. All right, maybe I'm going to come off sounding like your old uncle here, okay? But this sounds stupid to me. Right, yes, of course. Now, look, I'm going to tell you something. I I think virtual reality goggles are incredible. You know, if you put them on and you go hiking in some other part of the world, you're like, whoa, this is so realistic. I'll tell you this. This may sound crazy, too. Virtual reality porn is the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. I'm not even joking. It is the craziest thing. You're like, this is happening. No, it's just virtual reality. But this idea of living in these alternative universes, you're like, 
what the hell's going on here? Like, like, is your life that terrible that you have to put on goggles and live in a different world? I don't know, man. I, I'm coming off sounding like the old guy, but this sounds dumb to me. Not so old when you gave us the virtual reality porn. I got to be honest with you. So. <laughs> I'm not shocked. But You've got to see be. this. Oh. You have got to see. And, and by the way, here's how I know about this. I have a friend of mine, neighbor of mine, got these crazy VR goggles. He's like, dude, you got to see this. Hold on, so well, I, Laura. Well, Laura, what did you say? Always blaming the friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen, Laura, only because I'm too cheap to buy my own set. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, that I could totally, right. knowing you for as long yeah. as I've known, that I totally yeah. believe. Yeah. So so a friend of mine bought these virtual reality goggles. He's like, dude, you got to come over and see this. He goes, check this out. I put these goggles on. I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening here? And is this really, really happening? Because I've never been in a situation like this. Always dreamt about it. Always fantasized about it. And the goggles are putting me there. So maybe I should actually like metaverses. There you go. You now you can be Scott the Metaverse Kaplan. That could be your nickname. Could be like a good wrestling name for you. Well, let me tell you something, brother. There you go. Uh, all right, that Greg has no more questions, so we're done. Big deal or no deal is over. Everyone's uh, favorite segment, the most popular segment on the show. Are you going to talk day. to us about Ted Lasso finally? Six thirty. I am. I'm going to do it in the last segment because I have a Ted Lasso um, take. Basically, not about the show, because I love the show. And I watched the most recent episode yesterday, as a matter of fact. The Christmas but episode? About, about, yes, yeah, so good. So good. But the um, the criticism, there's a lot of criticism for a show that's this critically acclaimed. Like, I was stunned uh, about it. And it was brought to my attention by Mason. So um, I, I want to discuss that a little bit, because I have, I have an opinion um, uh, about kind of the world we live in. Um, in today's day and age. And, and I don't want to shut down, like, I don't want to come across like I'm someone that's, like, critical of different thought processes, but I also feel like sometimes people are just trying to do too much with that stuff. Um, and I'll explain what I mean on the other side. So hopefully you stick around. we got one more segment to go uh, here on 710 ESPN. We have a how long break here, Laura? We have a two-minute break. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. There it is, Ted Lasso. I love the show. And Kaplan, before I was heading to Vegas the other day, yeah, I was uh, listening to Mason in Ireland on my drive to Burbank, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how there's a lot of negative reviews about Ted Lasso, and I found that to be fascinating. So one of them was, for example, from Variety when the show was first released, saying like Jason Sudeikis couldn't save. Uh, the soccer series because it's too like hokey or whatever. Um, there was another one by the Guardian that kind of says that it's unfunny. This was when the show first released a year ago, um, and then there was one by the New Republic recently that Mason was talking about that says that Ted Lasso's positivity is relentless and it just like it draws, uh, you know, it draws eye rolls. And I'm just like, you know, man, listen. Um, there are a lot of different kinds of shows, okay. And look, when I was growing up, similar to you, there were a lot of shows that were, I guess, 
for lack of a better phrase, a little more family-friendly in the sense of it showed, um, you know, like kind of like a fun, lighter, nicer side of what the world could be, right? Not always realistic, clearly. (laughs) However, um, I feel like Ted Lasso does a little bit of both. It gives you the mean world, you know, also mixed in with this guy who's overly positive no matter what still tries to stick through the positivity and i don't think that's such a bad thing like the world is negative enough right to have even more realistic negativity attached to it when you're watching television now there was a show earlier that one of the callers oh handsmaid tale handmaid's tale and i was telling the story that my wife loves the show but um you know, I can't get into it because it's just, I don't know, bro, just too dark for me, right? And I love Ted Lasso because it's the complete opposite of that. So I, I feel like the criticism, like everybody's entitled to their own opinion, clearly. Um, but I feel like if we're going to get down on a show because it's too positive <laughs> and it's got like 20 Emmy nominations, like what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I watched last night episode four of Ted Lasso, which for those of you that have seen it already without giving it away, it's, it's just it's about it's a Christmas episode. And, um, I, you know, I like the series very much. And I thought actually when it came out, this whole notion of how overly positive he is, the, the world kind of needed somebody to actually be positive. And I thought that was really uh, um, the good reviews were, hey, look, we're living in a really weird time, and so this is a character that finds good in everything, and that's why I thought people really gravitated towards it. Um, I would say so far this season there have been four episodes. I didn't love the first one, which I kind of fell asleep. Maybe I should go back and rewatch it. Episode two was good. I thought episode three was really, really good. And I thought last night, again, this is this past Friday's episode that came out, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I like the show. I like the characters. I, I really, George, I got to turn on the, um, the uh, what do they call it, where the, where the words come up on the bo- closed captioning? Sometimes I can't right. understand what they're saying. I mean, really. Oh, you mean like Keeley and uh, Roy Kent? Yeah, you know, and, and uh, Jamie Tart. I, sometimes I just can't understand what anybody's saying. But I will say one thing very, very funny about the, the most recent episode. And again, I'm not giving it away, but long story short is um, uh, the, the, the niece of, uh, of Roy, she has this terrible bad breath. And um, I'm not giving it away. But no, you're kind of giving it away, bro. All right, look. Don't let me do just that say to this. me, man. Let I me just, just say this. Yeah, I mean, this, this is like a an episode that's less than a week old. That okay. I I got um, I I got to pull okay, uh, the stop sign out here. Tell me what I'm going too far. Yeah. Going too far. Yeah. They decide, and this is, and I'll just that they got to find a dentist. That's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. For me, now real life. Come back to real life here for a second. Today. I finally come to this conclusion after watching Ted Lasso last night. You know, this bad taste in my mouth that I think is because I'm getting over COVID, maybe I should call my dentist and find out if that's a real thing. So I call my dentist today. I get him on the phone. I'm like, yo, Gavin, um, what's the story here, man? Like, I got this taste in my mouth. It's, it's, like I'm, it's like I'm gargling quarters. You know, imagine going to the grocery store and giving the the cashier $2 and saying, can I get eight quarters, please? And the person reaches into the cash register, hands you eight quarters, you take these quarters, you put them in your mouth, and you go, you start gargling these eight quarters. There is a metallic taste in my mouth that is so horrendous I can't take it. So I call my dentist, thanks to Roy, 
And I, I say, hey, man, is this like an after effect? Have you heard about this? He's like, oh, yeah. People are talking about this, this, this bad taste in their mouth. I got it. So as much as I didn't think the episode of Ted Lasso was so great last night, it actually sparked me, George Sedano, to call my dentist today to see if I could figure out what is this freaking COVID metallic taste that is in my mouth that I promise you I can't get rid of. And as long as it's in my mouth, I still think I'm sick. Even though I feel fine, I got a negative test, my energy's back. Oh, this taste in my mouth is horrendous. It's horrible. <laughs> okay. Help me, George. Do something, will you? I, what do you want me to do? do like, something. You make you gargle me. mouthwash or something? I don't know what I you want tried, me from me. Man. I Googled mouthwash. That didn't work. I chewed gum. You Googled mouthwash. I, or I gargled mouthwash. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, I, I took gum, wintergreen gum, spearmint gum. You name the flavor of gum, I chewed it. Five minutes later, it tastes like metal. Help me out, will you? I, I don't got anything for you, bro. We ain't doctors, like, bro. Hey, yeah, bro. So who's, who's a better character? Is it Ron Swanson or Roy Kent? Because Roy Kent is Ron really Swanson good. from Parks and Rec or Roy Kent. They're both curmudgeons. They're probably some the, of the best curmudgeons in all of television. Roy Kent um, is amazing. Roy Kent's hilarious. His voice I mean, is Roy Kent's debut on Sky Sports it's that episode so funny was some of the best television I've seen. And in a you really actually long time. had said a couple of weeks ago. Um, when the whole messy thing was going down, that yeah. if you think watching like Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman and these guys go crazy yeah. on TV, that's mm -hmm. nothing compared to these soccer guys. And when Roy Kent winds up becoming a soccer analyst, sorry, Laura, um, it is so hysterical how he behaves on television. I freaking love that character. You had to spoil it for me. Some it's way, not a spoil. Way. You're going to see it on your own. How Wait, you didn't see that episode going? either? I haven't. I'm barely in the first season. Oh, yeah. oh. Like, I got in. I'm in like episode seven. Oh. I mean, but I don't think he gave anything away there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like I don't know. That's not like a huge thing. Like, it literally mm. is just one, a part of one episode. Okay. You know. So, mm. I haven't seen it since, honestly, and it's been a couple episodes since. So, um, but yeah, I don't think he spoiled it for you there. No, it wasn't a spoil. But I mean, if you're you're almost in season two anyway. There's only like eight episodes in the first no, season. No, there's more than that. It's ten. It's Is ten. it ten? ten yeah, oh, it's I'm ten. in seven. There's no, I also really but, like. But are you feeling me on this, like, Greg, on this, like, negativity for positivity? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> okay, what is, what is happening? Like, you're really going to start hating on a show that's one of the, uh, just a happy-making show? It's I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Happy-making. By the way, and they are, like, they bust his you-know-what all the time. Like, the whole first season yep. is him getting ripped on. Like, you know what I mean? Like... And he's the one positive thing. And yes, maybe it's like a little sitcom-y, the formula. It's a little hokey, But yeah. so what? We it's haven't fun. had that formula in a really long time. And, and clearly people loved that formula. So and good. Th there's, there's two interesting storylines the way I see it. And that is that Ted, as positive as he is, knows nothing about soccer, but he's, but he's still coaching this team. But he's got real-life problems, you know? Um, his, he's got family mm -hmm. issues. You know, so, so that's one. And I think the other interesting character is the owner of the team. What is her name in the show? Does anybody remember her Rebecca. name? Rebecca. Rebecca. She's great. I love her. And I love the storyline. You know, she also, she had, you know, problems with her ex-husband. Now she's got the team. She's in this pretty much male-dominated world of professional sports. And she's got to, you know, be the leader of this franchise. It's a great storyline. And, and that's the beauty of it is that, is that there is all this positivity, but there is some underlying negativity, but it's how the characters are dealing with it that makes it so fun, I think. I, I agree. I, I, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, I could not have said it better myself, to be honest with you. But 
I, I, I just, I don't get it. Um, Laura, you, do you like the show? I mean, you started I, watching it. Are I you enjoying it? it? Like, I could not stop watching it. I was telling yeah. Greg right now, I was like, yo, I'm actually putting some homework away <laughs> that I probably should start on just because I want to keep watching the show. And like <laughs> I told him the other day, I walked in, I was like, yo, Ted Lasso is amazing. The thing is, even the characters that you want to hate, right? Like Jamie. Jamie Tart. Right? When, Jamie ja Tart. when Jamie talked about you know, um, what happened with his father and the dynamic he had with his father. And, and then you kind of see why he is the way he is. You know, and I was like, damn, because you just kind of see him as this arrogant guy that just right. doesn't care. But every store, every character has their own little story. And you attach yourself to a little part of that story because it connects with you. Oh, I also think wait. if you're a sports fan, you should you will like the show, too, because That's it has good. the sports twist to it, too. Now, I'm not a soccer fan. I love it. Right. No, wait, yeah, yeah. wait, Laura, wait until you see what happens here in probably episode three where the team has to take a stand. And I won't say much more about it, but you're going to love that episode. It's great. Um, now, you are you're through season one is what you said, Laura? No, no, no. So I literally uh, the last episode that I saw was when they won um, and they went karaoke or something like that. So I'm on that mm -hmm. episode. So it's still season one. OK. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm just hearing from a lot of listeners uh, shout out to my man Neil, who's listening, who says, please do not spoil this week's episode. I haven't seen it yet. I'm not See? spoiling it for you. Not spoiling it for you, Neil. Not going to do it. Okay. Hey, by the way, George, real quick, before we roll out of here, take a listen to this poll on the website, DodgerBlue.com. What do you think of the Dodgers City Connect uniforms? Right now, 49% say love it. 27.5% say not great. 23.5% say it's only okay. I'm surprised. I, I love those So 50% are, like, negative to, like, indifferent on it. Right. Whereas 49% are 100% all in. Love it. Okay. Well, we're done here. Scott Kaplan, excellent work as always. George Sedano, a pleasure. Enjoy your break, man. We'll hold down the fort while you're gone, dude. Will do. Thank you, buddy. Greg and Laura, great job as well. Uh, you guys tune in tomorrow. Uh, Action packed show. DeMarco's going to be sitting in as well. A uh, lot of football talk tomorrow, so you can get your football fix because football season's here, guys. So uh, make sure you get your football fix. And don't forget to go to my friend's Underdog Fantasy if you're going to, you know, do some fantasy stuff. All right, we're done. See you mañana. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.